episode 79. Wow. Can you really believe we've come this far? Listeners, I am excited to introduce to you this week episode 79. Oh my god, this was a fun one. I really loved seeing Lucas Kirkby's face opposite me. It really brought some warmth into my heart. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I can continue doing this podcast for at least one more episode. At least. At least. I promise you that. At least one more. Um, If you're enjoying the show, why not leave the old Pottervision boys a review on whatever platform you listen to this to or rate us five stars? Why not tell a friend if you'd like to gain exclusive access to our sister, our bonus, our extra podcast, Double Vision, where we talk about Harry Potter and all different types of things? You can go to patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. We're on tour. uh, Still got a few dates left. Brighton, London, Manchester, Lowry, uh, in Salford. Uh, you can go to pottervision.com for those tour dates. Anyway, here's me yammering on to you lot. We're busy, you know. It's Bank Holiday Monday. We're having a day off. We're staying in bed until three in the afternoon to listen to a Pottervision podcast. It's not that long. Yeah, we want to listen to it multiple times. <laughs> I really want to go over the things they discussed. Huh? All right, then. But I'm going out. Eh, fine. Go out. I'm not bothered. Are you sure? You sound like you're in a mood. I'm not in a mood. I'm staying in to listen to the Pottervision podcast. All right, as long as you're not in a mood. I'm, just go. Just go. Go Go have fun with your friends. <laughs> um, this is episode 79. Bonjour, hola, welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every single week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this gentleman in my screen, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books, and we just, you know, take ideas from it and talk about it and, you know, just have a laugh. Hell yeah, we do, brother. We're on episode 79, and we're on chapter 22 of The Goblet of Fire, the unexpected task. Oh. Tom, may I ask about your well-being? How am I? Well, what a question you could ask a boy like me. I'm great. I'm good, thank you, Lucas. Um, mm. It is Bank Holiday Friday, yeah? It's Good Friday. It's Good Friday, which means I have six days off work. Six. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, like part time. It honestly, it was like the end of Aladdin when the shackles came off the genie and he looks naked because he's got his gold shackles off his wrists. Yeah, they took yeah, them yeah. off me and they said, You've got six days without these. Use them wisely. I said, I'm gonna yeah. waste them. They went, All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're halfway through the first day of six. Uh, how have you spent your time off this morning? I wouldn't say I'm halfway through my first day at six at midday, considering I woke up at eight o'clock in the morning. 
That's about it for, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, what have I been up to? Not much. I'm gonna have to get some stuff planned for this week. Get a bit productive. I went to uh, I went to Bakewell on Tuesday. Have you ever been to such a place? Oh, is it a cafe? It is a town. It's a town. Is it home of the Bakewell tart? You bet your fucking asses. <laughs> oh, did you have a Bakewell tart in Bakewell? I did, and it was deep filled. Oh, lovely! It's like cherry, and is it marzipan? Yeah, little... some crazy stuff like that. But let me tell you yeah. something. I wish I'd not got it. I wish I'd got an iced finger roll instead. Wouldn't that have been oh, nicer? I love a nice bun. <laughs> if there was ever a nice bun on offer in the school canteen, that'd be my dessert. I would forego the flapjack. I would forego the biscuit with icing on top and sprinkles. And I'd be straight for the iced finger bun. I tell it's you a what, it, school. School hall, mine, is that cake, you know, the sprinkle cake. Cake, white icing, sprinkles on top. Yeah, perfect. Like a biscuity type thing. Can oh, no, a am- cake. I know what you mean, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God, you drive me crazy. I've just described a cake. Yeah, like a biscuit. Yeah, like a biscuit. <laughs> no, I was thinking of a biscuit version, which has got the white icing and the sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> it runs off with his own imagination. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. A four by four car. You're on about a Land Rover, aren't you? No, no, no. I'm on about a cake. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. A villa in Tenerife, don't you? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> You'd get that from the canteen, wouldn't you? Hey, I've got some bad news uh, <laughs> about Tenerife. About Tenerife. My mum's had a bag stolen on holiday. Oh, she's in Tenerife, is she? Yeah, and she might be stuck there because she's, uh, she's not got a passport. It got stolen. Oh, that's awful. Where, I know. where in Tenerife is she? How long has she gone for? Well, we don't know, uh, but she was in a hotel and they were at the buffet and uh, she put her bag on the back of the chair. At the hotel effing buffet? Yeah. And they didn't even both go to the buffet at the same time. They always had one of them sat at the table while the other one went to the buffet and then swapped. But uh, I tell you what, yeah, go on. Someone nicked a bag and it had a passport, phone. Wallet. I have always considered every yeah. woman in my life—mother, sister, girlfriend—an absolute liar or paranoid lunatic. Any time I've been sat at a table with them and they've gone to the toilet or gone somewhere and said, "Can you watch my bag?" I'm like, "Fucking hell, job for me, is it? Like, yeah. where's it going to go? What's it going to do?" But listeners, if you're in Tenerife, <laughs> it will get stolen. Yeah. I know some dirty tea leaves nicked my mum's bag. And but they're hoping that because obviously the past sea leaf is, is cockney rhyming slang for thief for anyone wondering. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Um, so um, you know, I'm, I live in Manchester. I use cockney rhyming slang. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, they're hoping that because the passport is no use to anybody apart from hers. They're hoping someone's like took all the stuff and then just fling the bag with the other stuff. Away, so they've been going I up and know. down the no, beach. I think, I, I think they sell passports. Passports, you can sell them. Hey, I don't want some illegal, you know, criminal running around saying that they're Susan. Listen, it doesn't matter what you want, you mad bastard. It's happened. Like, you didn't want your mother's handbag to be stolen, but it's happened, hasn't it? Yeah, but she might end up on, like, crime watching. <laughs> it's not even her. It's just a picture of her passport. Someone's been doing naughty tricks. 
listen, they're not going to frame her for a crime. They're going to take her photograph out of the passport yeah. and put the photograph of someone else in there and get into different countries with it. Oh, right. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. In my head, they were going to like make themselves look like my mum and, and then use the passport like that. So it turns out... The cat burglar that's been going around all the museums in Europe is Susan Kirkby. That's what I thought they'd like to start wearing a wig and, you know, be my mum. Susan Kirkby, mother mother of deputy Pottervision boy Lucas Kirkby. (laughs) I'm the deputy. Um, I prefer deputy. I called you my assistant the other week. (laughs) Who to? To you in the podcast. Oh, does anyone else remember that? I, for one, wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my mum, she's trying to get an emergency passport, emergency travel documents, but it's going to cost 100 quid and two working days and it's Easter weekend. It's a funny place, Spain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Beware of pickpockets. How many times have I been robbed in Spain? Me, personally... Zero. How many times have my parents been robbed? Multiple, multiple, right. multiple, multiple. My mother had her handbag and all our passports stolen at the airport when we were children. When we got there, yeah. uh, my, we've had a vehicle broken into and everything stolen out of that. Yeah, but that doesn't surprise me because I've seen your dad and he walks around with a big silk hanky hanging out of his pocket like Fagin. <laughs> he's, he's just waiting for people to rob him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that always made me laugh in Oliver, that thing where Fagin trains a muck, because it's like people aren't going to have a bloody pocket watch hanging out of their ass, are they? Oh, it's like going to be in watch... the pocket. We've got to watch Oliver. I'll watch Oliver now. <laughs> yeah, I will watch Oliver. <laughs> It's a cracker. I might of just film. watch it. We are allowed. Not everything has to be an assignment for our podcast. Oh, I want to have yeah. some lunch. Every time I go to the cinema, I'm taking my notebook with me. No, no, no. You don't have to write notes for this, Lucas. You just enjoy it. And also, Lucas, you don't need to lick that pen. It's a biro. <laughs> I love licking a pen when I'm doing a mime, <laughs> writing something down. <laughs> What do you have to lick a pen for? Like a a fountain pen? I've got no idea. Yeah, maybe the maybe like the 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 ink's dried up at the end. Oh yeah, gets the ink going. Get it flooding out. Why would you lick a pencil? Licking a pencil. Why would you lick a pencil? If you lick pens, if you lick ink, pens, or lead, right in. We want to know what's going on. Let us know what you do and how you do it. Hmm? Thank you. Send all your letters to 22 Lucas Kirkby Drive, Blakely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he narrowed it down, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, the road was fake, but uh, now you know the village you live in. <laughs> but you've got until the end of May to stalk me because I'll be moving. <laughs> Time <laughs> is ticking, listeners. Time yeah. is ticking. I reckon they could find you. Just go walk about Blakely and then just look for the road where someone's uh, knocked all the bins over because they drive so fast. <laughs> just follow the trail of rubbish. 
yeah, you've not got long listeners to stalk me, so get them night vision goggles, get those Polaroid cameras ready. And if you see a builder ready. with some toothpaste on his bum crack, Lucas Kirkby is not far away. <laughs> if you see um, a thief in a bin with pencil holes in him uh, from being prodded, I'm not going to be far away. That was me. <laughs> if you see a man in a post box <laughs> barking like a dog when you try to post your letter, that's me in there. <laughs> if you see a man in a, a fairground um, who has somehow now got control of a baby, that's like a scapegoat. That's me, and I'm taking it on all the rides, okay? <laughs> Tom, do you have any updates? Updates, updates, updates. <laughs> I've got a funny story that I was laughing at yesterday for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. Well, don't keep that to yourself. Tell us. And it relates to Spain. When I was a little boy living in Spain, um, I was hanging out with this kid called, get this get this kid's name. Guess You'll never get this. His name was Simeon, like the ape. <laughs> or like... Spanish Simon. Oh, really? Well, he was he was English. All oh, right, well, no excuse. He's called Simeon, like the ape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the ape. Yeah. And uh, me and him were on our bikes, like you know, stood over our bikes outside some shop. And there was this little boy, little boy. We were little boys as well, but this other little boy had come over to us, yeah, <laughs> and he'd been sent to the shop. By his nana to get something, yeah, and he had been. This is how he said it, and it, it makes made me laugh then, and it makes me laugh now. He said, "My nana sent me out to get some gravy granules." <laughs> I thought, like, "I love it." She sent me out to get some gravy granules, like that. Yeah, and yeah, we were yeah. like, she sent you out to get what? And he's like, gravy granules, but the shop doesn't seem to have any, like that. And then this uh, German man, who the little boy knew, came yeah. along, and he was called something like OPEC. And he was like, OPEC, do you have any gravy granules? <laughs> like that. Yeah. And OPEC was like... Uh, I don't know, I want French, but it was like, I don't know what the gravy granules are. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is. And he's, gravy granules, gravy granules. He was giving no explanation. He just kept saying gravy granules in the accent. Gravy yeah, yeah, granules. Yeah. And he goes, I'm sorry, I don't know. And then me and Simeon were just like laughing because the word gravy granules had been said so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then OPEC goes, oh, why are they laughing? To the other boy. And the other boy goes, they're laughing at you, OPEC, because you don't know what gravy granules are. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Of course, they're not laughing, laughing at me. They're laughing at Opet because he's stupid, aren't you, Opet? You don't know what gravy granules are. He sounds like a young James Corden. This lad. <laughs> you think he sounds like some mothers do have them? Oh yeah. Oh, better gravy granules and then the uh, german man goes how can they laugh at me uh, i can speak so many languages i can speak french fluently i can speak english i can speak spanish i speak german what do they speak and then we were like 
<laughs> we're just a bit shy and embarrassed, but OPEC, if you're listening, <laughs> we weren't laughing at you, not knowing what gravy granules are. We were yeah. laughing at the pronunciation of gravy granules. <laughs> but we need to make this happen. You know, like, surprise, surprise. We need someone to arrange a reunion with OPEC and Tom to uh, get this all ironed out because for years he's probably felt embarrassed at his, you know, he thought he was good at English, but he was laughed at by children. What are the chances what are the chances that OPEC is dead? Well, how old was he at the time? God knows. 50%? (laughs) 50% old? 50% chance he's not with us anymore. I think there's a 50% chance he's done. Yeah, yeah. Well, R.I.P. And your English was good. Granule is such a... Like a... You don't use it in any other sentence in the English language, apart from after the word gravy. Gravy granule. Is it like grains? All grains together, are they granules? I think, isn't a granule a little one? I don't even know. Yeah, but one great Yeah. Um, but also the fact that, that boy didn't have a chance because he was pronouncing it, he was pronouncing it in such a thick, like Essex accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gravy <laughs> granules, gravy granules. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I, I used to read. These uh, <laughs> the childhood I had, listeners. I used to read the back of packets of crisps. <laughs> and uh, I remember once reading uh, on the back of a packet of Space Raiders, it'd give you like a profile of one of the aliens. And it said, yeah. uh, it's diet. It eats boggart globules or spoggart globules or something like that. And for years, I thought that was a genuine food stuff. A spoggart globule. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, hey, I'd like to try a spoggart globule. You writing that on the shopping list your mum's got on the fridge. Let's get some spoggart globules in, please, mum. I've looked everywhere for them, son. I couldn't find a spoggart globule anyway. What a story. Um, Gravy granules story. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Gravy granules. There you go. Um, What's that, dear leader? Are you ready? I am the deputy this week. Are you ready? For a chapter 22 rundown. Hell yes, I am. <laughs> it's chapter 22, The Unexpected Task. Now, Harry and Ron are sword fighting in the back of the Transfiguration classroom when suddenly Minerva McGonagall announces there's going to be a Christmas dance. It's called the Yule Bowl, and the four champions have to start the dance with a partner. Ooh. And he's thinking, right, I've got to get myself a bloody partner. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Cho Chang, I hope. Uh, but he faffs around, and he leaves it last minute. And when he asks her, she goes, I'm sorry, Harry. I'm already going with Cedric Diggory. And he's really annoyed at that. He's sad. He goes back to the common room. And Ron's had a similarly bad experience. He's asked Fleur Delacour in front of everybody. And uh, it was very embarrassing. And he ran off. Uh, He then decides to be very rude to Hermione. uh, Not believing that she's got a partner, which she has. Ginny's going out with Neville. 
And finally, Harry decides enough is enough. I'm going to ask Parvati. So he goes, Parvati, can I go to the ball with you? She says, yes. Can Lavender go with Ron? No. Lavender's with Seamus, but I'll ask my sister. She's in Ravenclaw. And that's the end of the unexpected task. I loved what it. What a chapter. Yeah. I loved it as well. Interesting Good little chapter, wasn't it? Interesting. Yeah, I'd say. McGonagall, there's a Yule Ball, as Lucas just said, and McGonagall starts off by saying, you may invite a younger student if you wish. This is a sentiment that these books can do without, right? Let's not get teaching anyone that. No, no, yeah. McGonagall, don't be tame people. Date people younger, see who play. No, 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 no. Listeners, try and date people who are exactly the same age as you. And if you can't find anyone like that, then date someone who is much, 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 much older. Do you understand me? It's either got to be exactly the same age or 10 and above years older. Right? <laughs> that's the, that's yep. the rule, right? But there's a weird rule in this Yule Ball where it's like uh, you've got to be in fourth year or above to attend the Yule Ball. But if you want to bring a first year with you as your date, you can. Just <laughs> Ginny's allowed to go because she's with Neville and she's only in third year. Yeah. What a weird rule. Why does she go that part? She goes. Yeah. So she gets defensive about when she she gets she gets asked. She goes, oh, I'm going with Neville, and she was like, Oh, well, when Hermione said no, uh, he asked me, and it's the only way I'm going to get to go. Hey, listen, Neville's a good boy. Yeah. He'd have to be ashamed of it. I know he's, he's an eligible, he's out in he's the right an eligible bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not, why would you be interested in going? Because Ginny has so far come across as very shy, not really wanted to make a big deal of herself. So the idea of a big ball with all the older students would uh, scare me anyway. Yeah. Uh, we are, um, speaking of balls... Uh, we're doing the Edinburgh Fringe from the 4th to the 24th. Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree. Completely uh, agree. You disagree to that. You're a liar, aren't you? Yes. You're a bold-faced, bastard bitch of a liar. <laughs> I wouldn't be if I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree. <laughs> so these, we've got the room for these four days extra, right? Oh, yeah. So Lucas Kirkby, he flees the country. He gets yeah, his yeah, yeah. knickers, he gets his underpants, he stuffs them all into a, a bag, gets on a plane, and arrives in a foreign country, right? Leaving me to fill that room. And I can't do pot vision on my own, can I? No, no, no. It's You'd impossible. be nothing without me. <laughs> I'd be nothing without him. I'd be crawling around on my stomach through glass yeah. and mud yeah. <laughs> without you. Right? Yeah. So I thought, new show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New show. Four day, four day limited run. Yeah. I've registered it. I've paid the money. Yeah. It's called Uncle Daddy's Comedy Disco. <laughs> I love it. Is that true? I hope you're doing that. Yeah, it's registered. <laughs> and is there going to be any, like, disco dancing involved? 
There's going to be some disco music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did a funny little search. I did a search. I was like, right, I need some yeah. disco slang for the description of this show. Yeah. Right, I need some yeah, disco yeah, yeah. slang. So Google disco slang. Um, you know, stuff like, can you dig it came up. Number two, number two, you would never guess this. And it comes from the Latin word sugar. But the number two disco slang phrase that came up was, oh, sucky, sucky now. Don't like that. Like, oh, that sugar, sugar, now. Yeah, it's on yeah, the description, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uncle Daddy's Comedy Disco. I love it. That's my favourite name. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, I'm sad I'm going to miss it now. But for listeners who were listening to Tom describing me leaving the country, uh, let me defend myself. I'm going to be church wedding in Poland, and uh, I thought I'd be there... More than a day before, so I've gone. more than a day. <laughs> so I've gone a week yeah, before. He's two, he's two weeks before. No, it's not. I'm going on the twenty fourth, and the first. Uh, okay, I'm going two weeks before. He's threatening me with his fist. <laughs> <laughs> he's scaring me, listeners. Mm. Oh yeah. They need you there to. You are sorry. Go on, sorry. <laughs> Go on. They're at this transfiguration lesson, right? And I don't know how naughty you were at school, but I've never had a sword fight in the middle of a class, in the middle of a lesson. Have you? Harry and Ron are having a sword fight with two f- funny ones they were given to by Fred and George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missing about. <laughs> I don't know. It's, you muck about, don't you? People, are, People have pen fights. People go wild. Yeah, 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 but not with a funny one. I don't know, maybe uh, other people were more naughty than me at school. But, uh, you know, whatever. It must be a strange experience. You know, like, at the minute they're transfiguring animals into other animals. And I was thinking, that's a pretty strange experience for a a bird or something. Do you know what I mean? To be suddenly turned into a, a guinea pig. Oh, it's torture. What does it all mean? It's absolutely torture. Like, if they transfigured, let's say, Poppy into a man, what would happen? Would you and her wrestle? Poppy into a man? Uh, I don't know. What would Poppy be like as a man? I'm just imagining Timothy Spall, but I think Poppy would be a nice man. I don't think we'd wrestle. I think we'd. Uh, I think I'd take her to the park and push her P- on the swing. Picture this. Yeah. Picture this. It's yeah. the 16th of April, right? You awake yeah. in the morning. Tomorrow. Yeah. The German cockerel crows. Cockerel I like yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, Lucas Kirkby awakes from his slumber. <sighs> As usual, he puts his hand to the left to feel for Martina. Oh, oh. Feels yeah. a body there. He thinks, lovely. It's Martina. You roll yeah. over, but it's not Martina. Martina's downstairs preparing breakfast, <laughs> I assume. Yeah. Poppy, Poppy, the hamster that's transformed into a man, has crawled into bed with you and is staring gormless at you. Yeah. You can see from the eyes and the shape of the demeanour that it is Poppy. You've, you've yeah, instantly yeah, yeah. Know. Poppy, you've transformed into a man. Yeah. What's your next move? 
Well, I'm like, Poppy, I can tell it's you because you've got, like, black hair on your bum that's going a bit browner as you get older. Why are you looking at his bum? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to check it's Poppy, right? Do you know what? First of all, I'm doing, I'm saying, how the bloody hell have you got to Germany? All right? You were in my house a few days ago. <laughs> so not only have you transformed into a, a man, uh, you've, <laughs> you've bloody got to Germany. You've got your own passport. My mum hasn't been able to do that in two days. You have. Um, and then... <laughs> And then I'd just say, you know, have I been a good dad? Have I been have I been a good dad to you, Poppy? Are you happy with the way I've treated you over the past year? Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> but you need to understand I'd be if I was in the room too, if I'm I'm on the chair looking at you, I'm starting to get concerned. Because as we both know, Poppy can't speak English and she's not she's not got a brain. And yet you're talking to her <laughs> asking a question so. I'll be asking her all sorts. I'll be like, Do you do you like me tickling you? Because I can't tell if you like me tickling you, but I tickle you anyway, because I don't know if that's just you as a hamster, you can't show me that you like it. Do you miss all the fruit my parents were giving you? I'll definitely ask that, you know, Poppy, I was doing that for your own health. You were staying at my mum and dad's and you were getting a bit too big and it's not good for you. Poppy then stands up, right? Poppy stands up, gets dressed in your clothes yeah, and yeah, yeah. Runs, in the, runs into the local town of Hamburg, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starts running through shops, eating things with no money. In said yeah. pockets, and what she can't are you speak doing? English, yeah. no, or German, <laughs> no, right? And they go, "Hey, that's Lucas Kirkby's clothes." <laughs> She's running in and out of the bakery, and they come to me. I and would recognise those lime green trousers anywhere. That pink shirt and that polka dot tie. That's Lucas yeah. Kirkby's get up. That's his fat. That's his wedding outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. What kind of man would she look like? I'm imagining uh, somebody like Richard E. Grant or somebody like that. Um, no, I'm imagining um, like a bit of a... Do you know, like, have you seen Afterlife? There's like a young lad in that. The little ginger one in the school? No, not the one in the school, Like, but the one oh. who plays a recorder with his nose. No, I don't remember. I've only seen the first series. Yeah, he's in that he plays a recorder with his nose. Two recorders with his nostrils. And that's what you imagine Poppy would be like as a human man. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um oh, glad we discussed that hypothetical scenario <laughs> about Poppy. Hey, what if, but, what, if we're Connie in transfiguration? Into a man, what would that be about? Oh, what kind gosh, of man would Connie be? Like, she looked like Adam Driver, right? <laughs> <laughs> would that be? She'd slap some. She'd what? She'd slap some sense into me. <laughs> yeah, and she'd be like, "Stop wasting your time on silly little things." And I'd be like, "No, I want to." And she'd go. 
<laughs> yeah. And then I'd have to start living, I don't know, living a different life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he agrees. He agrees. It's Adam Driver. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Harry is playing, he's sword fighting with a headless haddock, isn't it, at the back of the room? He's sword fighting with a headless haddock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, I can't take it seriously, because how can he sword fight like that, all right? No, what I'm saying is, enjoy it while it lasts, boy, because I can guarantee next October, November, what month are they in? Uh, well, they're just in getting to Christmas, aren't they? December or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, it's he's December. Not gonna be sword sure fighting with a, he's not going to be yeah. sword fighting with a fake haddock, is he? Come on. And as well... Because he's going to have yeah. the, the death of his contemporary on his shoulders. Yeah. He's going to be looking back thinking, oh, I, I wish I was back hitting Ron with a fish. Not thinking about my own mortality and Voldemort's return. <laughs> but a sword fight is only a sword fight if you're fighting with a sword. If you're mm. hitting Ron with a haddock and he's hitting you with a parrot, that's not a sword fight, is it? That's just you grabbing animals and throwing them at each other. Hey, we're having a yeah, sword you're... fight. <laughs> <laughs> you're just hitting him with I a fish. I'll imagine both... Both of them things are very floppy. Yes, I'm imagining that a very uh, <laughs> flaccid animal is a haddock. Um, Professor McGonagall is telling him about the young ball. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, she says, the biggest ball in the country. <laughs> Harry right, is going to have to, you know, be up there in front of everyone doing a little dance. Harry's imagination then runs absolutely wild, right? Yeah. It goes, oh, they want me to do a dance, do they? I expect they'll want me in a top hat with tails, and they'll have me there with a girl who'll be wearing my Aunt Petunia's dress. Who said any of that? <laughs> right. The only way that's possible is if you've arranged it, right? Right. Um, Cho, would you like to go with the dance with me? Uh, you will have to wear my auntie's dress. Huh? <laughs> uh, I'm a bit busy, Harry, sorry. Uh, will you go to the dance with me, Parvati? Uh, but you will have to wear my uncle's knickers. Is that all right? Oh, come on. I'll be wearing my own top hat and tails, and Simon Cowell will be there, and we may have to throw the little boy from diversity about. Are you in? <laughs> Level, Level one. Level one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But his mind is running away with him. You know, whenever you see a first dance, it's, you know, a wedding or something. It's usually just, you know, stepping around a bit, you know, uh, swaying to the beat. It's not like a a, a, a mamba or, a, you know, a foxtrot, is it? You know, it's just usually a bit of... And it doesn't usually last very long before other people are invited. So I think Harry is worrying unnecessarily. Do you know about my dream wedding? I want to hear, Tom, about your dream wedding. Is Imagine this your wedding or somewhere, uh, someone else's wedding? My wedding. Imagine an, an opening in the woods. Right. Clearing. No, no guests. The, uh, the trees are 
covering the sky. Animals are looking on. A man, a woman, join hands and dance to I know you, I've danced with you once upon a dream. <laughs> yeah. You may kiss the bride. Finished. Oh. And then you I go. I was thinking about, I was thinking. Yeah. Because your wedding's coming up, I was thinking about, yeah. good lord, the mass expense of having a wedding. And you must be a wealthy man having two weddings. Bloody hell, most people have one. But like, how expensive it is to have a wedding. If I ever yeah. had a wedding, I was saying to my sister the other day, I'd be walking up to people at like, you know, when everyone's eating. Yeah. And I'd be walking up to the guests, looking down at them and going, finish your fucking plate. Excuse me, I've paid £25 a head for this meal. Do you want to eat that celery? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you fucking asked for the fish. You're eating the fish. Yeah. I don't care if Harry's been sword fighting with it. You're going to eat it. It's my wedding. Guests are going to be looking over, seeing me smashing plates, going, oh, I didn't know he was Greek. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Greek. He's mental. <laughs> He's mad. People are coming in with envelopes. Oh, I got you this. I'll open it now. 25 yeah. quid. I ba- basically covers you. Jesus Christ, and there's two of you. Do you know what? No, don't darken my doorstep. Get out of here. It's meant to be a happy occasion. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to your wedding whenever that may uh, happen. <laughs> and I'll make sure to bring at least 50 quid with me. Lovely. <laughs> I don't rarely do I ever. I'm sorry. This this part this episode is going very off Harry Potter, but but no one's spoken to me in weeks. <laughs> so I've got a lot of opinions. Rarely do I go to do. I, rarely do I even leave a drop of food on my plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've got more to that since becoming a greedy bugger. Uh, I used to be quite fussy, but yeah, no. I I try and eat every last morsel now. Yeah. But, mm. you know, it's a sign of uh, great respect, of enjoyment of the meal to eat every last yeah, drop. Sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, in the week this week, I made myself some Thai meal. And i got to tell you, it was bad. Yeah? <laughs> you've made yourself a bad dinner and then you've got to eat it all. That's what happened to me. And sometimes when I... I ate every last drop. Well, when I was, like, living on my own, sometimes I'd make a meal. And because it was a big occasion, I was like, oh, I'm going to make myself a meal. I'd think, right, if I'm making a meal, I might as well make a meal that I can have tomorrow as well. So I'd make more of it, and then I'd be eating the first meal, and it'd be like, this is bloody horrible. And then Mm. it'd make me even sadder because I knew that was what I was going to eat tomorrow as well. I had to eat the bad meal mm. twice. Mm. Mm. Don't mm. like that. Harry and Ron are picky little gits, aren't they? They are picky little gits. Harry is literally being asked out by very suitable women, and he's yeah. denying all of their advances, isn't he? Yeah, I think he has three people. He has a third-year Hufflepuff. Uh, what was her problem? Year. Why didn't you want to go with her? I don't know. What was wrong with her? Just because she had curly hair or what? 
Well, I think the whole idea is that he's got eyes for Cho, hasn't he? But you've got to bloody just ask. He's, you know, Listeners. you snooze, you lose. You have to ask. Yeah. Look, if anybody listening has a crush, right, and you're both <laughs> single, right, ask. Ask them out. This, this is your calling, right? <laughs> Me and Tom are here today to tell you, if you wanted one extra reason to go and ask this person out, do it today. This is a pot of vision. Ask request. them out. Ask them out, yeah? Because I so the, the yes. Pot Vision Boys yeah. have sent me on a mission. We're on a mission yeah. from the Pot Vision Boys, and I'm I'm a horny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Say I'm in love. I want to marry you, and I want to commit yeah. to you. No, no, no. You're going in too strong. Um, say, you say like baby, yeah, me. Say, go up to a girl and say, hey, do fries come with that shake? No, no, no. I'm going, I'm going off killer here. <laughs> you just say, look. I've got two tickets to Disney on Ice. Do you want to come with me next Thursday? Two tickets to Iron Maiden, baby. Come with me, maybe. Don't say baby. <laughs> Don't say Friday. So, <laughs> yeah, this is you. And we want to know, you know, I'd love to hear in five years' time during someone's wedding speech that it was because of the Pottervision boys that you uh, got together. Yeah. But yeah, because either they're going to say yes and you get to go out with them for a bit, or they're going to say no and then you can get on with your life. They go, right, you're at your wedding and this has all been made possible. This is the bride and groom's joint speech. And this has all been made possible, all thanks to the Pottervision boys. Me and Lucas flood the stage, <laughs> flood these two of us. <laughs> hey! <laughs> We do the show. Oh, everyone, we're the Pottervision boys. <laughs> An show. hour later, right. the meals are cold, but everyone's seen Pottervision. Thank you, lads. That was great. Me and Lucas holding our hands out. We weren't paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> and we are getting a meal, aren't we? We're hungry. Huh? We've just worked for an hour, huh? and we're hungry. We didn't ask you to, Pottervision boys. Mm, well, we've done it now. <laughs> We didn't have to. The amount of times people have invited us somewhere socially, me and him have brought the suitcase and we've just done the show, asked for money and been told no. You can count on two hands. Yeah, you could count on two hands. Hey, look, we've gone on tour, but the the first four years, it was just a lot of impromptu performances that weren't asked for. (laughs) Uh, We've gatecrashed school records of achievement ceremonies. Funerals, <laughs> Glastonbury. Uh, we just got in the audience oh. and started doing Pottervision in the middle of uh, Biffy Clyro. That was bad. Off. That was people didn't people did not like it. Yeah, not good. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, uh, he's a picky git, right? Because why won't a girl was a foot taller than him, and he was like, oh, "I'm not going out with someone a foot taller than me." He gives mate. That's going to be hard to find. You are five foot. Yeah. <laughs> You're a diminutive little doof. Mm. Nothing wrong with a shorter man going out with a taller woman. Let's get rid of that bloody feeling. Yeah? Feeling? 
Well, I don't know. There's yeah. a, a general thing where, you know, men don't like going out with women taller than them or, or women don't like going out with shorter men. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I think so. I think that is a thing that exists. But that does not exist within the world of Potter Vision. Right? No. no. Because you're Lucy, is she taller than you? Absolutely not. But if she grew a foot taller than me, yeah. I'd say, fantastic. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> seven foot's crazy. But if she became <laughs> six foot, like five, I'd be like, cool. You know, let's carry on our lives. Tom would say fantastic. If he woke up tomorrow morning and his girlfriend had grown a foot overnight, he would say fantastic. I wouldn't like to lose any height myself, but yeah, if I stay yeah, yeah. the same height, that's great. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. same with Martina. If she came home from work today, a towering giant, I would shout fantastic. And uh, we'd carry on with our lives. Aren't we romantic listeners? Aren't we, <laughs> Lucas? Two of the most romantic boys you've ever heard in your life. We want an answer. Message us and tell us. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be any shorter though because um, I've already got an attitude. Yeah, and I wouldn't pe- I wouldn't want people to associate that with me being small. But, oh, he's got oh, an attitude yeah. because he's small. No, I've always had this attitude because I'm horrible. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's because he's horrible, not because he's Diddy. Right? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Nothing to do attitude. with that. Got nothing to do with the mm. Lord. Mm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so we learn about... Why is uh, a journalist... Why is a yeah. journalist got free reign around this school? I know. Imagine Has that. Has anyone a, done a DBS check on school. her? Hey, there's a, there's a man from the Daily Mail. He's, uh, he's paid to stay in a hotel in the nearby village and he's interviewing all the children in the school. Don't think that should be allowed, That's Professor. That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but thank goodness we thought this was going to be a disaster for Hagrid, this interview with Rita Skeeter. But thank goodness she was only interested in Harry. Well, you don't mm. want to hear about my childhood. When I was a little boy, I used to keep children under me bed. <laughs> Hagrid, I just want to know about nope. Harry, please. <laughs> they could have a field day with Hagrid and his antics. She's funny, Rita Skeeter, isn't it? The question she asks, has Harry ever been a naughty boy? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Father. In your lessons, has he ever acted up irresponsibly? No, if anything, I'm the one who's acting up in my lessons. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want to hear more about that? I'd love to mm. read Hagrid's autobiography. He'd have all sorts of bloody stories. Tragical me, that'd be him. Yeah. And all his silly uh, escapades with, like, breaking the law with animals. Tragical me is a fantastic title. Well done. Thank you. Well, it's like that Lockhart one, isn't it, but for Hagrid? It, exactly. Like the Lockhart yeah. one. But the Hagrid one, 
tragical because he is tragic, but also he feels sorry for himself constantly and he's the cause of all his own problems. Yeah. Tragical me. Tragical me. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine him signing copies of that in a Waterstones. <laughs> the kid, they won't stop complaining at this school, right? They won't stop going on about all the bloody work they've gone. Right? McGonagall has us working to the end of lesson. Snape's throwing a pop quiz at us. Right, kids, you're already at school, right? Other kids, other normal kids, have got to commute an hour each way to school, right? You've got that time to yourself. So stop complaining. You're already doing better. Yeah, come you're on. saving two hours. Yeah. And I think as well, if I was stuck in a boarding school with all the same people, because there aren't that many activities going on, I'd be glad of a lesson. Do you know what I mean? Break up the day a bit. You know, because if you hang around with the same people all year, be a bit bloody hard going. Oh, I know. Wouldn't it be exhausting? All them kids, like... The thing is, you can only spend so much time around people you do not love. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not choosing who you're hanging out with at Hogwarts, are you? Sharing a bedroom with Seamus Finnegan for his whole time at Hogwarts, you'd be like, Jesus Christ, hate it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) seven years. Yeah, if you dislike somebody and you're sharing a bedroom with them for seven years, that's going to test anybody's patience. It really bloody is. Listeners, it really bloody is. (laughs) Um, Harry says that uh, Rita Skeeter should have interviewed Snape sarcastically, but uh, I'd like to see that. A little tete-a-tete with the uh, potions professor. Yeah, okay, you be Rita Skeeter then. All right. So, Professor Snape, has Harry ever been a naughty little boy in your lesson? I don't talk to press. Oh. Well, uh, would you care to tell me about... um, (laughs) Your childhood, Professor Snape. No. Um. All right. Um. Can I have a biscuit? <laughs> yes. It's hard improv when someone says no, isn't it? <laughs> it's very difficult. You have to resort to biscuits. No, you may not. I think that's the best Snape I've ever done. No. That is the best Snape you've ever done. It's not quite as good as your Trump impression. Or you Greta Thunberg. It's near as good as... It's... <laughs> this is all wrong. This is all wrong. There should not be a journalist in this school. Go to a different school then. There's a journalist at this one. <laughs> there should not be a Triwizard Tournament. This is all wrong. <laughs> If you enjoy Tom's impression of Donald Trump, you can hear him do Greta Thunberg as well. You cheeky little bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was an open goal I had to shoot. (laughs) I was the first one to put my name in the Goblet of Fire. Nobody put their name before me. I'm the oldest at this school. I'm 75 years old. (laughs) Yeah, it is a good one, you got to admit. Hey, I'm excited about the band they've booked for the Yule Ball. They've got uh, they've got the Weird Sisters. Can't wait to see that band. Yeah. They're going to be three Weird Sisters, aren't they? I think we hey, should start I've been a band. Living, 
Me and you. I've been living with that band my entire life, but go on. <laughs> I think me and you should set up a band and call it The Strange Brothers. And then... already called the Pot Vision Boys. What's going on with you? Yeah, it'd be like a little side project where we do okay. uh, rhythm and blues. Go on. Or, or R&B. You know, call it the, the Strange Brothers. We could do songs okay. such as uh, She's Nice. Or uh, we could do a song called uh, Bad Day at Work. That'd be a good one. Hey, mate, this idea I'm quitting. Brothers. <laughs> hey, don't quit the band. We haven't I'm... started yet. I'm quitting. I would be bad. Uh, lead vocals and triangle. You would be guitar and drums. Mm. Fred, bloody Fred Weasley. He says, I'm going... Who's he going with? Fred is going with Lavender... No, Angelina Johnson. He just asks her very cool. Fred is go... he's going, I'm going with Angelina Johnson. And then he's like, are you? He's like, yeah, what's this? Hey, Angelina, do you want to go to the ball with me? And she goes, yeah, all right. Impressed with his confidence. Yeah, uh, yeah. The fact that he would ask her out in front of everyone, risk rejection in front of all that, wow, what a confident guy. And that is summed up what you got to do, listeners. If you want someone to marry you, ask them. Yeah, you got to be confident. All right, so for those people we were talking to before about asking somebody out, don't do it privately, do it in front of everybody. Because, you know, it's just going to mm. go better that way, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to some basketball match. Run onto the run onto the court while everyone's playing. Exactly. Go to a local NFL match in America and wait till the kiss cam comes up and pull out a ring. Oh my god! I saw one of them the other day. It was like a kiss cam thing, and it put two people together and they had a kiss. And then a few ones later, it came back, and a boyfriend came back, and they didn't know what had happened. Bloody weird. Uh -oh. it, was it was awkward, because he didn't know what was going on, and she was like, ooh. Awkward. <laughs> Been naughty at the baseball. Harry takes his chance to act out, ask out Cho Chang, and he says, one go ball with me. <laughs> I love that. Where was that? Wango ball with me. Wango ball with me? Excuse me. Oh no, Harry, I'm going with Cedric. And he's like, I'm going to kill Cedric. And someone goes, What do you say? <laughs> he goes, Nothing. And then once again, he goes, I'm going to kill Cedric and make it look like an accident, like he was killed by Lord Voldemort. And someone goes, What? And he goes, Nothing. <laughs> it is like, Harry. The reason she's not said yes to you is because you were too bloody slow and somebody else asked her first. Don't be blaming that on Cedric Diggory, right? Or having your weird little thoughts. He, he calls him in his mind a useless pretty boy who didn't have enough brains to fill an egg cup. Right. Well, you're the one that slept on it and not asked her out. So maybe you've not got brains big enough to fill a walnut. Oh. Yeah, Alan Walnut specifically. Then we find out that Ron has asked Fleur Delacour in an embarrassing episode, may I say. 
Uh, he says she looked at him as if he was a sea slug. Mm. What do you think to that? Mm. Mm. Horrible, isn't it? Yeah. There's I feel, all I feel the, it to my bones. Yeah. Ask, ask, yeah. Asking someone out and getting rejected. Yeah. It makes you think, I'm never going to ask anyone out again. <laughs> Listeners, yeah. don't ask anyone out. You will get rejected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who we said to before, uh, we hope you haven't yet, because don't. Uh, you're going to get rejected, <laughs> all right? Uh, so hopefully you didn't pause the podcast to ask somebody out, because uh, it might be highly God, embarrassing. God, didn't. <laughs> let that be the third lesson. Always listen to the episodes all the way through first, because some of the lessons may contradict the others. Exactly. And sometimes we just tell you a lesson to make you think about it before telling you the real lesson. So you've always got to listen, not just to the end of the podcast, but until we stop making it. Yeah. So listen to every episode before deciding where our morals lie. Okay. Thank you. A few years left yet, listeners, before you start acting on anything. (laughs) (laughs) But stay with us. All right. Hey, you know, I'm very impressed with Neville this chapter. Uh, he's asked Hermione out, which is, you know, I, you know, he's not a brave boy, really, is he, Neville? And he's to... asked out. He's asked out two baddies. But go on. He has asked out two baddies. He's asked out Hermione. <laughs> he's got a rejection, and has he then gone and you know got sad, <laughs> cried? No, he's dusted himself off, and he's asked Ginny, and she said yes. Yeah. So listen to this, listeners, right? When you ask that person out that we're encouraging you to maybe, maybe not do, if they say no, you then ask their friend's sister. Right? It's a numbers game. Just keep asking people out. Someone will say yes. If that's how desperate you are, then that will work, listener. If you've got a one in a million chance of getting a girlfriend, ask a million. And you're going to get a girlfriend, aren't you? (laughs) Eh? Ask oh, yeah. a million. Huh? The law of averages. And hey, why not just be nice as well? That might help you, knobhead. Be nice. <coughs> right. Wrong. Right. Hermione, no? How's <laughs> she done? Go a little bit about the end where Hermione comes in and she goes, I've got a date. Uh, for the prom, and Ron is horrendously rude. He doesn't believe her. At one point, on. he goes, "Oh, you're a girl, aren't you?" He's just—he needs Thank to go on a for course. Noticing. I think he needs to sign <laughs> up. Mine, no. kind of course. Mine, no. It's not worth it. We'll Stop it. Yeah. Mm. And so Harry asks pa- uh, Parvati. And uh, she goes, oh, I'll ask my sister for Ron. And the final line is, Harry is hoping very much that Padma Patil's nose was dead centre. These guys, you know oil painting Harry Potter. And neither is Ron. Oh, Ron even less so. Man is, in a word, ugly. (laughs) Ron, you should not care one jot if Padma Patil's nose is facing her elbow, right? You're lucky to have a date, full stop. Mm. Mm. 
In a word. Mm. Right. In a word. How many nearly headless haddocks are you giving this chapter out of five? Nearly headless? How can it be nearly headless? I enjoyed this chapter a lot. This is like, like the last chapter, this feels like a little break in proceedings, a little uh, a little intermission. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the themes of, you know, growing up, all the awkwardness of being a teenager, asking girls out. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, we're also now getting, we've had Harry and Ron argue with each other. Now we're getting Ron and Hermione arguing with each other. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. I'm going to give this a very solid four nearly headless haddocks out of five. Excellent. The boy liked it. Now, for me, this chapter, though, shorty, really took its toll on me, for I am sick of the childish gossip, the childish drama between these teens. Will they go to the Yule Ball with me? No, I don't want to go with them. Pathetic. How can I take it seriously when I know in several chapters' time a teenage boy is going to die? Can we take it seriously, please? For that reason, I give this chapter one nearly headless haddock out of five. Scathing! <laughs> right, are you ready for quiz? Yeah. Quiz, quiz, key, quiz, quiz, key, quiz, 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 gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Do quiz, quiz, key, quiz, quiz, key, quiz, 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 it was Thursday. Question two. What kind of table was Hagrid at? What kind of table was Hagrid at? Um, oh, my goodness. This quiz is dead hard. No, uh, it's not. Trestle table. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. What carol would the suits of armour sing? Oh, come all ye faithful. Excellent. Question four. What was the password to the Gryffindor dormitory? Fairy lights. Correct. Question five. How did Ron look at Harry after finding out uh, Ginny is going out, going to the Yule Ball with Neville? Oh, um, I'm going to guess aghast. He goggled at him. Oh, it was a goggle. It was a goggle. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Lucas, Eugene, Marvello, Kirkby, you have lost the quiz. Quiz, 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 Can I ask you some questions? How well will you do? Quiz, 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 this has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, we've still got a few more tour dates. We're going to be in Brighton, London, Manchester and Leeds. Check out all the dates, pottervision.com. And we are going to be in Edinburgh every day from the 4th to the 24th of August at half past one doing our show. We're looking forward to it. Uh, also, if you want to get bonus episodes, 
uh, today recording for us. Uh, the next part of our Willy Wonka watch along, the final part has been released. Uh, and so there's now like 28 bonus episodes. There's other stuff, bonus videos. There's video Mate versions. Day of the or show. 28. There's loads of bloody stuff. And you'll be supporting us and helping us with our ongoing casts. Next mm. week, we are on chapter, well, we're on episode 80. And we're on chapter 23 of the Goblet of Fire, the Yule Ball. Episodio 80. You have been a not-headless Tom Lawrenson. And you have been an absolutely shirtless Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.